have a really special episode this week on the mini bar with our very first guest. Zane Kirby, president and CEO of ASTA, joins us today as we talk about ASTA membership and all the ways that ASTA is helping out the travel industry. We'll discuss current ASTA initiatives, what travel advisors can do to help the travel industry, what to expect at this year's virtual global convention, along with the motivation behind having higher profile speakers such as Elaine Chow and Rick Steves, and much more. And we won't let you leave without your weekly dose of excess baggage. Today on the Tin Lounge, we have a special guest. As promised last week, we are going to talk about ASTA membership. And what do you know, we have the Zane Kirby, president and CEO of ASTA with us today. Welcome, Zane. Hey, Hey, Teresa. How are you guys? Great. If you guys couldn't see, obviously you guys can't see because you're listening. Zane did like a raise the roof thing because um, <laughs> we're looking at each other on video. Um, but quick introduction. I'm Teresa, owner of Get Out Custom Travels. I'm Corrine, owner or co-owner of Journey's Travel Company and creator of Travel Biz Boss. And this is one of our mini bar episodes. And we are so excited to have the very first Tin Lounge guest. And have it be Zane Kirby. Yeah, I don't know where we're going to go from here. (laughs) I know, it's all downhill from here. No, don't tell the other guests that. Um, (laughs) So to get us started, um, you know, ASTA has been doing so many great things for us up in D.C. Um, And Zane, could you tell us a little bit about what the initiatives are that you're currently working on? Yeah, you know, and first, thanks for having me on, Teresa and Kareen. It's really an honor, and to be the first guest of many, I'm sure. So you'll, you'll, have a, you'll only go up from here, I'm, <laughs> but, I'm, but I'm glad to be here. You know, we're, we're working on several different fronts, and I think perhaps the most timely or, or most important work that ASA does is that we educate congressmen and women and, and, uh, and the administration on the importance of our industry. And so we not only act as a as a nerve center for what happens in the travel advisor community, but we're able to distill the important messages that, that are needed to, to be heard on, on Capitol Hill. And then we marshal the for, all of the forces. So, so that means that everyone in our entire industry you know, needs to go, needs to help, walk with us arm in arm and call their congressmen, call, call, call their member of Congress, call their senators and talk to them about uh, what is happening in our industry, what's happening to our business, and how the federal government can can be of assistance, because you know I I mean the the what the COVID what COVID nineteen has revealed is that uh, you know there's some there's some systemic issues not only in our industry but uh, the fact that the, the federal government was able to you know a very very extremely sort of uh, contentious bipartisan. Uh, situation and, uh, and, and, and sort of uh, landscape here in Washington, they were able to pass three major bills, one of them the CARES Act, the largest piece of legislation in U.S. history. They were to pass those three, those, those three pieces of legislation in a little less uh, than 30 days. Yeah. So even though there's, there's an enormous uh, amount of, of sort of bipartisan rancor, they're still able to get things done and important things done. And let's face it, I mean, when when a travel demand dropped off a cliff, no one wanted the federal government to stand by and just sort of watch our our problems unfold. We wanted them to help. Yep. And so, um, what what we're laser focused on right now is is the fourth, the, the COVID four relief bill. And now the Senate comes back in session on Monday, 
And uh, it's we, we have already uh, had six congressional um, meetings over the last week, and we have 14 planned for next week. It's, re it's really, really important for all the uh, all ASTA members to, to call and write their members of Congress and tell them what's happening with our industry and that they need to support the, the legislative measures that will help uh, help our members get relief now because the reality is is that uh, travel demand has not returned. Uh, we're mm -hmm. sitting you know four or five months into this pandemic, but uh, we don't have the, the testing in place. We don't have the, the, the tracing and isolation uh, in, in place or and, and I guess that the, the, the sort of community behaviors that we need to to uh, perform in order to, to sort of deaden the, the spread of the virus have not taken hold here in the United States. So we want Congress to help our members. Now, last time we have we, we did this in March, we had 9,000 members send 28,000 messages to Congress uh, in about a three week span in March. And that made an enormous difference mm -hmm. in getting named in the CARES Act uh, along with airlines and their ticket agents for specific relief for our members. So this is a, a really important time. It's a critical time for our industry. And so as as your members who are asked, I hope everyone, I hope everyone at Travel Planners International is a member of ASTA. But if you're not, please become a member of ASTA and uh, you'll, you'll start to receive the, the message that we that we send out and, and to help people understand uh, where they go and, and make it, we make it super simple for you to write your congressman. We make it really easy to pick up the phone and call them and let them know what's going on. Um, there are there are several provisions that we're, we're obviously very focused on. One is the extension of unemployment insurance for the for particularly for uh, the self-employed and uh, uh, yeah independent contractors. You know they uh, those people in those categories were not previously uh, unemployment was not previously available to them because that's a system they had not paid into. But because of the the work that we did and because the, the CARES Act uh, was passed, the uh, people were able to. To, to get access to those benefits, but they run up, they run out on July 31st, and in most states. So we, we need those 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 benefits to be extended. Uh, the other thing is the the payroll protection program. A lot of the, our members who uh, who um, uh, applied for and received pay, payroll protection uh, loans that will be forgivable. Uh, those those monies are running out. We're getting toward the end of the summer now. There's 120 billion dollars left in the in the PPP program. And we want people who uh, have, have whose funds have run out to, to be able to apply for a second loan. And we want some of the larger businesses, some of the larger ASTA members who have not, uh, who were not uh, eligible for grant portions of, of the payroll protection program, to be eligible for those for those grants. So uh, there's a great restart bill, a great bipartisan bill uh, that that's called the restart program that, that we think is is important, and we're pushing that as one of our priorities on the Hill. Those are the two main things. We want payroll protection uh, to be extended. We want unemployment uh, insurance and uh, to be extended. That sounds long amazing. answer to a short question. <laughs> well, it's so important for yes. advisors to know just, you know, travel professionals in general. Um, I know I'm an ASTA member and I think, Kareen, you're also an Absolutely. ASTA member. And yeah. we always encourage it because it's hard for us as individual advisors to really see the big picture in terms of legislation. Um, we are impacted as a business, but industry-wide with stuff that happens on the federal level and on the state level. And so a lot of times when we're so into our business, we don't really pay attention to those things that could impact us. And the way I learn about stuff like that is through ASTA, exactly. <laughs> getting their emails and stuff like that. So um, 
right now, if you go onto the ASTA website and um, Zane, if there's any other place where they can find this link, there's a link with um, the message that you can send out to your congressmen um, and senators for your particular area. So um, I know it's on the ASTA site. It might be on the ASTA page on social media as well. Um, but if there's any other place, Zane, please let us know where they can find that. Yeah, we send the, we send the tra Teresa. We send the travel advisor daily, the TAD, out to every, to about seventy seven thousand people, and, and so that it goes out to more than just the ASTA membership. Over the next week, you'll you'll definitely see us highlight that 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 place where again it's our portal. We call it our our advocacy portal where where we push people to to or where you can again you just type in your your zip code of where you are, and it immediately connects you with all of your congressmen, uh, that their their email addresses and their phone numbers. So the, the other thing that we're doing that I think is, is maybe even more important is, is we're really putting a lot of pressure on the CDC. You know, the, the Center for Disease Control, uh, they have in effect become the Department of Transportation for the cruise industry by, uh, by effectually order, having the no-sale order. And we know this is extremely uh, challenging for our, our members. We know also Europe is an enormous uh, and, and lucrative uh, uh, piece or, or, or place for our members to send people. And the fact that that we have uh, bilateral, bilaterally, um, um, effectively shut down travel between uh, ourselves and Europe, uh, that that we need to we need to get that changed. So we're also writing to the European Union to make to ask them to uh, help us understand uh, what our infection rates and what the death rates have to be, and or what measures have to be in place in order for them to rescind this travel ban to the United States. So that's that's a big deal. The CDC also has to be much more much more clear. They've been too, far too opaque. They need to be much more clear about how people can travel um, safely. And I, I was glad to see that they've started to started to do that with uh, with with uh, recommending masking and for hotels and and on in with whenever you're in the airline system, whether you're in an airport or on an airplane itself, uh, those things are important. But I, I also want them to do that for the cruise industry. It's right. really really important that uh, the CDC be, become more uh, transparent in terms of, of what it's just of what uh, it's learning about this virus and how people can can travel safely. Uh, I'll tell you for myself, I feel much more comfortable in, a, in an airplane than I do in a grocery store. Okay, uh, the, the, you know, knowing that there's HEPA filters, knowing that that the airplanes are being defogged after every turn, every every segment, every turn, every day, those things have given me, you know, given us a tremendous amount of confidence. And so. Uh, you know, there, there's a lot to do to help give people the, the confidence, to give the traveling public the confidence it needs in order to, to get back into the skies and the nation's cruise ports. And we're really leaning on the administration. We're leaning on the CDC. We're also leaning on, on you know, partners overseas, such as the European Union, to try to help them, uh, to, to help them be more clear about what needs to happen in order for us to, to restore those, those bilateral flights and, and cruises. Yeah. And I know I officially want to thank you for all this work you're doing. And I think it would be very easy for a travel advisor to never really think about the work that's being done on that level or have ever thought about needing it. But now all of a sudden they're like, oh, we need someone advocating for us. I actually have quite a bit of experience working on political matters, including lobbying and Capitol Hill and all of that stuff. And I know that that is where it happens. That is where progress is made. So if anyone is hesitant, I know uh, no, nobody's like rolling in the dough right now in the travel industry, but your asset membership is really an investment in your own future. And it really is necessary in order to get these things in place. 
Thank you for saying that, Corrine. I'll say two, two quick things about that. First, thank you and, and thank TPI for, your, for this platform to talk to, to all of our, our joint members. We have a small but mighty dedicated staff here in Washington that, that really helps organize the work. But the work is us. Like, you know, Teresa, you said those people at ASTA. Teresa, you are ASTA. Maureen, Yay. you are asked. Yes. We, yes, we are, are asked. You know, there is no, there's no distance between you and us. You know, it's just we, right? Yeah. And, and, and you have a professional, a small professional staff here in Washington who, again, I think uh, works extremely hard around the clock to try to make sure we do things for, for our good members because, you know, there's a great amount of respect we have for the work that travel advisors do, and, and we feel a, a very deep personal connection with so many of our members. The other thing I'll say about it is this, we have a great story to tell. And what I mean by that is, is that uh, members of Congress want to wake up in the morning and they want to see their name in the paper. But they want to see their name in the paper as working for and looking out for the little guy. And so when we go into a congressional office and say, we have 15,000 members, almost 70% of them are small, small owned female businesses, that grabs their attention. Like they, they want to help us because of who we are. And I'm really, really proud. First of all, I really love going and telling that story, and we all do. But what's, what's important is, is one of the reasons why I think we punch above our weight is, is because people recognize that, that we're exactly the kind of entrepreneurs or exactly the kind of, of, of hardworking small business owners that they want to help. Teresa had kind of a question about something a little bit more fun, which is their virtual conference. Yeah, the global convention. I remember my first year going, it was in DC. Um, I was still like young, bushy-tailed, like super excited. I still am, but just like 2020 edition. Um, <laughs> but that global convention was so much fun because it opened up my eyes to the larger world of the legislative part of the industry and what ASTA is doing, I guess, as Zane had mentioned earlier, we are all ASTA, but what, you know, the core of the ASTA group up in DC, like the, the small the small um, office there, what their initiatives are. So I got to meet Samantha Brown in real life. That was amazing. I <laughs> was, um, I was, this, this is a funny story because I was invited to the gala, the day before the gala. And I remember Jen Lee made the connection and she's like, do you have a gala dress? And in my head, I'm thinking to myself, yes, every conference I go to, I just pack my backup gala dress. Of course <laughs> I don't have one. And so I was like, yes, actually I do. And so the next day I skipped the morning session and I went to the Nordstrom Rack near the hotel. <laughs> they had one formal dress left. It was my size, did not need any alterations, and it was $45. Wow, it was meant to be. <laughs> it was meant to be. So I was like, this gala is going to be the most amazing thing. And it was wonderful hearing all the people who are a part of ASTA, um, you know, speak and to have Samantha Brown MC, and I got to meet her afterwards. But this year, being 2020, um, it's going to be virtual. So Zane, what can attendees expect at an event like this, but virtual? 
Yeah, and I'm sur- first of all, I'm glad you found that perfect dress. That's that's a wonderful story, <laughs> and it was and for 45 bucks, that's even better. I know. No, I, I my kids want T-shirts that cost 45 bucks. <laughs> I, I'm glad I'm glad that worked out for you, Teresa. That's awesome. And uh, yeah, we were we we're really kind of disappointed that that we didn't have that we're not able to see everyone right. And and to to bring them and host them in Washington, it's just it's such a special time to be able to uh, again meet with so many colleagues in, in a short two or three day uh, window and to to see each other again to to talk talk about how business is going and to to really connect with suppliers. It's it's just a wonderful time. So this year with the global convention going online, um, it does it takes away some of those barriers for people who. Who uh, weren't haven't been able to go in the past? You know, some of our international members, we actually have to write uh, 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 visa letters for them in order for them to come. And sometimes those those requests are even denied. Well, wow. so this year we're we're able to host anyone because it, it is going to be held virtually, August twenty fifth to twenty eighth. And uh, you know, we've basically taken a lot of the agenda and just put it online. And so we're we're gonna we realize that we're that maybe not everyone's going to take part in the entire convention. For, they're not going to be glued to your, to your uh, chairs for eight hours a day with ASTA, but there's lots of fun. We have a magician on at night. We have a band. One <laughs> night, so we have lots of fun things going on. We also have fantastic speakers. You know, I, I've, been in, I've been running travel uh, industry shows for about 23 years now, and every year we've, uh, we've asked the sitting Secretary of Transportation to come and take part in our show and to talk to our attendees. And yeah. this is the oh. first year that we're able to have uh, Secretary Elaine Chow uh, come and, and honor Exciting. us with with uh, with her presence at our at our global convention. Yeah, and, and you segued very, very into like the question that I wanted to ask regarding um, what your motivation was in inviting Elaine Chow. And you just answered that question, um, <laughs> and also Rick Steves. But um, like, what I know, you guys have such great speakers, just based on you know my experience in the past. But with the Department of Transportation, you had mentioned, you know, you finally could get someone in that position to an ASTA Global Convention. Yeah, it, it's it's almost it's unheard of. It's unprecedented. And, you know, I, re, I remember we, we asked uh, Rick, Roy LaHood and uh, Asa Hutchinson, and we I remember asking them and always saying, no, 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 I'm sorry, we can't. The uh, secretary's far too busy, to, you know. But this year, uh, we, we really feel extraordinarily honored to have Elaine Chow. Um, you know, she she uh, has 37 uh, honorary doctorate degrees. She has a, a lot. She served two administrations: first as Secretary of Education, now as Secretary of Transportation. You know, that's 37 more honorary doctorates than I have. Um, so, uh, an extraordinarily accomplished woman who has given a life of service to our country, and really, you know, sets the policy for the entire airline industry. And last I checked, that was a pretty important part of what we do. So just the fact that she's here tells you that uh, how much she values the ASTA uh, organization and how much she values travel advisors. So really, really looking forward to that. She also happens to be married to Senator Mitch McConnell, who is going to, uh, you know, uh, who's the, the Senate Majority Leader in the United States Senate. And then, you know, that that's not a bad thing either. No, <laughs> some, some swagger in yeah. the room, for sure. <laughs> for sure. And also Rick, Rick Steves. Oh, yes. You, you know, and... Um, Rick, I've, I've, I've watched his show for a little while and, and been a fan of his show. Um, there, there was some concern uh, raised by some members of the staff and some of our members who said, well, you know what, um, he hasn't always been uh, as kind to travel advisors or as 
has endorsed our our profession as he should have, and uh, we brought that to his attention, and he said, you know, he is he's definitely changed his ways, and 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 th and thinks uh, highly, very highly of travel advisors, and uses their services. Has assured us that he uses the services of a travel advisor. So when we have Rick on, we'll make sure to uh, press him on that and figure out which travel advisor he uses. Maybe but, we can also um, press him to write about it and talk about yeah. it on his radio show. <laughs> well, <laughs> on his podcast. <laughs> for sure. It's, it's not only Rick, too. Um, now we have Scott McCartney, uh, who writes for the Wall Street Journal, um, Breck Fletcher, the executive editor, uh, editor of travel at CNN, uh, Julia Cross Cosgrove, the editor-in-chief of AFAR, as well as the editor of, uh, 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 we have an, um, Sorry, of, of Condé Nast, excuse me, the editor wow. of Condé Nast coming. So we, you know, these people, you know, we're, we have something everywhere. We have lots of great speakers from the, from the, from industry. We have government speakers, obviously, uh, uh, you know, Elaine Chow. We also have uh, Senator Blunt, Roy Blunt. He, he sits, he's the caucus co-chair for uh, the Senate on the Transportation Committee. We have Dina Titus. She sits, she's a Democrat. She sits on, on the Transportation Caucus in the House. So we have very powerful leaders who have a vested interest in our business that are going to come and speak directly to or directly at the uh, directly with the asked audience. And then we also have these people who are also who are going to shape uh, public opinion of travel, you know, from the Wall Street Journal, the CNN, obviously Rick Steves also uh, great in that regard. So we want to make sure that that that, uh, you know, we're building bridges to people both on the mainstream media side as well as the important relationships that we keep here in Washington to ensure that that, uh, you know, we we're we're growing the profile of the travel advisor. Well, and as you mentioned, the upside of doing it virtually is the access. There's going to be a lot of people who would not ordinarily be able to attend that are going to now have access. So pros and cons to everything, really. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, to be honest with you, um, we, we have twice as many people registered for the convention right now, you know, seven, six, seven weeks out. As as we had uh, last year in Fort Lauderdale, wow. so uh, it's it's definitely um, it's it's going to be a, a wonderful event. There's you know we're going to broadcast very fast paced general sessions. We're going to have sort of small group learning in our education sessions, and then we're going to have, have uh, the ability for people to meet with with uh, with suppliers in a in a one on one environment and uh, on in our virtual trade show. We have three different. Uh, communication and, and technology platforms that we're using in order to accomplish those purposes. So we're really trying to, it should be a really seamless experience for, for attendees. We're, we're really uh, uh, looking forward to it. And for anyone from, from TPI that wants to come, there's a, there's a, it's a $99 to participate, but uh, you can use the, the code TPI, your own code TPI, you get 20 bucks off if you want to come. Sweet. And we, Thank you so much. We have, Do, we have four four <laughs> days of, of education and and everything. I mean, it's 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 a lot. So uh, you know, you can come and go at your leisure. We know that uh, you know Netflix is just one click away, but uh, we hope that you stay for as long as you want. <laughs> Do um, other host agencies have um, promo codes that they could use for the um, global convention as well? They do. Okay. Well, we can maybe get that from you and post it in our show notes as well. So travel advisors from all over can take advantage yeah. of um, some promo codes. And speaking Super. of that, too, don't forget, everybody, that you can still get the VTA course through ASTA, Verified Travel Agent, or Advisor, excuse me, um, <laughs> <laughs> for only two nineteen now, which is almost half price. So take a look on their uh, website for that as well. Yeah, thank you, Corrine. We've had about 700 people enroll in and 200 of 200 people actually finish the course already 
I think that a, a big, uh, a large number will all will finish the course before the convention in, in August. But um, we've gotten really rave reviews. There's there the courses are on things that are really necessary right now. Obviously, marketing yourself, charging service fees, uh, you know, legal relationships in the law, uh, mm -hmm. negotiations, public speaking, all the things that are. That, that go into becoming a, a travel advisor. We, we actually train on and test for these skills. And so uh, the, the, the program's great. One of the benefits is, is uh, ASTA has a consumer-facing website called TravelSense.org. We get about uh, 40 or 50,000 people a month going to TravelSense looking for a travel advisor. And the people who finish the VTA course, they come up higher in the, in the search rankings whenever, uh, whenever a consumer is looking for someone or, or someone looking to go somewhere where you're an expert. Nice. Those are all great reasons to um, get your VTA certification. Mm -hmm. um, and 2020 is the year of the pivot and also the year of growing yourself and developing yourself as a travel professional. So perfect opportunities for you to do that. But yeah. Anything else you'd like to add, Zane, before we go? No, just uh, thank you guys for having me on. I'm really honored to be the first guest ever. I love that. So thank you. We're <laughs> so happy you took the time out of your day to do this with us. Yes. So Teresa, thank you so much. Not at all, Teresa and Kareem, both of you. I can't. We can't wait to welcome you next year to Chicago, where you can bring that dress back and come to the gallery. <laughs> yes. <and be> <laughs> with not, a sash. This was forty-five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again, so so much. We're just over the moon to have you, and we'll look forward to chatting in the future. Thanks, Corrine. Thanks, Teresa. Now let's jump on into Excess Baggage, your speed round of headlines that are pretty self-explanatory, so you can learn a lot in just a couple of minutes. According to Travel Weekly, Airbnb claims one million nights were booked in one day for the first time since March 3rd. On the flip side, Travel Weekly also reports that visits to travel sites have declined again after reports of more infections. But a very encouraging headline in Travel Market Report says that most consumers expect to book a leisure trip within the next six months. Another one from Travel Weekly says that four ships will leave the Holland America Line fleet by the end of September. The lines Amsterdam, Maasdam, Rotterdam, and Veendam will be transferred to undisclosed buyers, Holland America said. An article from the New York Times says it could be years before business travel recovers. Until companies are sure they can protect workers' health, one analyst said, they won't want to take the responsibility and risk of sending them back on the road. Travel Age West announced that the Future Leaders in Travel Retreat 2020 is going virtual and applications are now open. Travel Age West also published an article outlining a new policy offered by Palladium Hotel Group that protects clients who get sick with COVID-19 while on vacation. It is a new medical care insurance that aims to protect all visitors to its resorts in Mexico, Jamaica, Brazil, the Dominican Republic, and Spain. According to Skift via Reuters, a federal judge dismissed lawsuits by Grand Princess cruise ship passengers who sued for emotional distress caused by their fear of exposure to COVID-19, saying that allowing their cases to proceed would lead to a flood of trivial suits. Afar reports that Bali is reopening to international travelers in September. The Indonesian island started the process of gradually reopening to locals and stranded foreigners on July 9, 2020. At last, one place that Americans can travel to is Croatia, and Travel Agent Central reports that Kempinski Hotel Adriatic Istria is going to welcome American guests this summer. And that's it for Excess Baggage. While Kareen catches her breath, just a reminder that all the articles we've referenced today can be found in the show notes. Please remember that we didn't write the news, we're just sharing it. 
If you've enjoyed the episode, please subscribe, leave a review, and or share the show. Also, head on over to our Facebook and Instagram pages, which are both under the Tin Lounge. We'll link them in the show notes. We want to thank Zane Kirby again for taking the time to chat with us about Asta. Tune in next week for a full episode number three. Woo! Hit us up on Instagram or Facebook or send us an email at hello at the tinlounge.com with any questions or if you want to suggest a topic. Talk to you soon. Bye.